welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to the Real People, Real Talk podcast, the podcast ministry that equips you to thrive. As always, thank you so much for tuning in today and happy holidays. Now, this is Real People, Real Talk. We're going to keep it real. Usually, this is a tough time of the year from a health and fitness perspective with the holidays and the holiday eating. But I want to dedicate this episode to finishing strong. Um, as God has called us to steward our bodies well. So I brought in an expert and joining me today is Kara Brueger. She is a fitness instructor, speaker, author, and overall health enthusiast. Kara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. So first things first, Kara, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you got started in the fitness industry. Um, just want to hear your story. Oh, my background's actually in finance. Um, and then it took a turn. My six, my sister actually passed away when she was 33. Mm. She had kidney disease and didn't take her health seriously. And so when she passed, I always try, I don't, I don't feel like God wastes anything. So anytime any bad thing happens in my life, I look for how can I show God through yeah. this? And so I vowed to dedicate my life to helping people be healthy. Because if I, my sister would have had that influence, if I would have been that for her, then yeah. she might still be here now. So I strive every day just to influence people to be healthy, mm-hmm. not skinny, not strong, just functionally healthy. And um, that's when <laughs> my Pilates class that I was taking at the time had a, a substitute instructor and she was not very good. <laughs> so I said, Hey, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. So a year later I was a certified Pilates instructor and then, um, it just turned into so much more than that. And that's funny how, how God works, right? We think one thing and then he turns it into something bigger. Um, and one day it was like, okay, Lord, I really feel like there should be a fitness devotional out there. Mm-hmm. I am a busy woman. And if I could combine my spiritual and physical health in one, that would be great. And I looked and I didn't really find anything out there like that. And so one day God talks to me when I'm driving and I know a lot of people, it's like, Oh, it's in the shower. God talks to me when I'm driving. And one day I heard body of worship and I was like, that would be a good title for fitness devotional body of worship. That's cool. And I kept thinking someone should do that. And the Holy spirit, no, you, (laughs) Know you for about six months. Know you. Wow. And finally I said, okay, well, I can have, I can do the fitness portion of it, but maybe I can have someone that's like a better Christian than me do the devotional part. And I just kept hearing, no, no, you, no, you. So finally I was like, all right, Lord. I opened up my laptop and I said, your words, not mine. Mm. And about a year later, a body of worship was born and it's been a whirlwind ever since. Started speaking um, to groups, telling them, uh, you know, how to to be healthy and active for for the Lord, and God's just at work every day. What a story! <laughs> it just boils Long. down to walking in obedience and following God's will, 
that you said, somebody else can do this. And God was like, no, you. And so thank you for taking time to share that. And as Kara already mentioned, she wrote a fitness devotional titled Body of Worship. I read it. I loved it. I actually binge read it and finished it in two days. And I'm going to leave the link in the show notes so you guys can check it out as well. But I want to read one quote from her book that really made an impact on me. And here it is. Our bodies are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit who abides in every believer. We want to take care of it, not from our own pride or vanities, but out of caring for the Spirit's temple. When we change our focus from having to be super fit or looking a certain way to understanding that we need to be good stewards of our bodies, the pressure is off of us and all glory goes to God. Amen to that. And Carrie goes on to say, we must strive to be healthier so we may serve God better and serve him longer. Man, so many good things were said there. But Karen, what does quote unquote healthy look like or what should it look like? Yeah. So, you know, healthy looks different on everybody, not everyone, but on every individual body. Me at my healthiest isn't going to look like you when you're at your healthiest, Paul. You know, so for that re- reason, I really want to urge us to shy away from comparison, mm-hmm. which is just so hard in the social media influencer society that we live in. You know, God does not cherish our bodies for what they look like. Rather, he cherishes them for what they can do. You know, when we go and serve others and spread the gospel. In my opinion, that's what healthy should be, how healthy should be measured. Um, How well can we go help a neighbor move or play with at-risk children or even hike up a mountain to share the word of God to a lost village? Now, I know that last one might be an extreme, but I actually know someone who did that. Um, But when we feel comfortable in our skin and in our capabilities, I think that's when we are healthy. Yes, I'm so glad that you said that that healthy is going to look different on different people. For myself, I recently had the opportunity to work in the sports ministry at our church. And so I'm playing some four court basketball. And the Lord is kind of like, it's not a good example if I'm huffing and puffing after one trip up and down the court. So for me (laughs) and my ministry at this time, I need to have more lung capacity so I can get up and down the court. So I'm so glad that you said that. And we just got to be careful that we don't compare. And care another phrase that I saw in your book over and over was, quote unquote, dedicating our health to God, which I love that because I've been trying to combine faith and fitness because I believe God has given us one body to steward and we should steward it well as an act of worship. And so what does that mean? And what does that look like in everyday life? Yeah. So I started dedicating my health to God when all other motivating factors just weren't enough to keep me focused. I wanted to look a certain way or be able to do certain things at the gym and um, but what I found out was that they were super easy to give up on. You know, I it was really way too quick to make excuses why it was okay that I, I didn't. But one day it hit me, you know, when I'm healthy, I feel better mentally and more energetic. I'm a better mom, a wife, a motivator to my clients. And overall, I'm just showing the love of Jesus better. So I began to make that my motivator. And it really switched my focus from physical earthly goals to more heavenly objectives. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's a lot harder to make excuses not to do it when being more like Jesus Mm. is your motivator. That's good. Right? So I think uh, dedicating your health to God is just going to look different for everyone. For me, it's the moments when I really want to cut a workout short. 
but I keep going and I dedicate it to God. You know, when I say in my head, all right, Lord, please accept this final hard push as praise to you. Or when I want the cookies my daughter brings home from work because she works at a place that sells cookies. Uh And the ones that don't sell, she gets to bring home. Isn't that nice of her? Yes, of course. But when I reach for that cookie, but then I remember I want to be healthier with the mindset of I want to serve God longer. Wow, that's good. That's honestly in this season has been my prayer. I want to dedicate my health to God. I'm reminded of what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 12, 1. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice to God, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And so storing in my body, as you know, Carrie, it's going to take sacrifice, like mm-hmm. you said, with the cookies. Got to choose the apple of the cookies from time to time. But I also look at my fitness journey as an act of worship as an act of obedience to God. And as you said, this is a greater motivator to go to the gym instead of like, okay, I want bigger biceps or I want the abs. Well, exactly. I'm doing this as unto the Lord. So for those out there on your fitness journey, just we just want to encourage you to do it as unto the Lord. So Kara, in light of this holiday season where many of us will have family gatherings and huge meals, how can we finish the year strong from a fitness point of view? Yeah, it really has creeped up on it, on us, hasn't it? Well, you know, I really believe that having mercy and anticipation are the big success factors um, during this busy holiday season. Um, when you know that you're going to go to parties and family get-togethers and other things like that, you can anticipate that you're probably going to be eating more calories than normal. You know, we, we really want to enjoy the holidays, and those events are a big part of it. So I recommend going into it, knowing that you're going to eat more. So just plan on exercising more, you know, just go into the holiday season, planning on higher intensity workouts, more cardio, or even small things like walking to your neighbor's house instead of driving there. Um, little things like that. It can really help combat the the dreadful holiday weight gain. Um, there's other small steps you can take, I think, to avoid those temptations Um, If you're going to a potluck, you can bring like a healthy option and you can just really vow to stick to what you brought or um, you're going to a party. You can't bring anything. You don't feel like you're welcome to to bring a dish. You don't want to overstep. And that's perfectly fine. We've been to those situations. You can also just eat your nutritious food before you go. And then that way you're less likely to to overindulge in all the goodies there. Yes. Kara, that's such a balanced approach because basically what you're saying is enjoy yourself, but still keep health at the forefront of your mind. Exactly. And so I don't think I would add to that one simple rule is eat until you're satisfied. Don't overeat and don't glut. Um, so maybe you need to eat more slowly. Maybe you need to chew more or even drink a glass of water before you have your meal. And so uh, my family is coming in town for the holidays. They're coming from Mississippi to Texas. And so after we have our huge meal, I've planned for us to go out for a walk. We're going to enjoy the food, but we're not going to just throw fitness um, out of the door just because it's the holidays. Exactly. It's funny you said that thing about chewing more. I had lunch with a health coach one time and as we're eating, I'm a very fast eater. Uh She mentioned you should start chewing your food 30 times before you swallow it. Oh, I was like, I do not do that. (laughs) So now I find myself when I'm eating just one, two, Uh and I don't think I ever actually get to 30. (laughs) (laughs) But the intent behind, I may incorporate that too, because I I had to notice, I would tell myself, 
um, as I'm eating, I'm like, well, how am I going so fast? Like the food is not going to grow legs and run away from me. And so maybe we just need to chew our food more slowly so you won't be tempted to overeat. Exactly. So with dressing and pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie, and a host of other delicacies that many of us may find ourselves eating this season, um, Kara, how do we bounce back from setbacks that often show up? Yeah, you know, I think the first thing we need to do is just to recognize that setbacks are completely normal. You know, real life takes over and we don't always have time to exercise or cook those healthy meals. I'm a mom of four. Mm -hmm. I get it. Life takes over. So instead of just getting really down on ourselves, we just need to say, you know what? It is what it is. I'll do better next time. But then actually really try and do better next time. Have mercy on yourself. Channel your inner lamentations. Chapter 3, verses 22 and 23 tells us, you know, that God's mercies are for us are new every morning. If you mess up, I just want you to remember that. And try to emulate that same mercy God has on us, we can have on ourselves. And having that positive mindset is just super crucial for overcoming those setbacks. That's so good. As you said, have mercy on ourselves as God has mercy on us. So who are we not to have mercy on ourselves when God has mercy on us? And so when it comes to like bouncing back from setbacks, this really hit home for me. I think it was last year. Um, I was doing good April, May, working out. Then we went on vacation in June. And when I'm on vacation, I am on vacation. Mm-hmm. And I stepped on the scale after coming from vacation. And instead of just bouncing back, I was like, eh, oh, well. <laughs> and so fast forward eight months later, um, I'm finally back on my health journey. And this year, this past year, when we went on vacation. I didn't work out every day, but I worked out sometimes. I got it before my wife and worked out. And when I got back, from vacation, the scale wasn't as high, but I know I gained weight. And I was like, all right, I got to bounce back from this. And so I have a simple rule. Don't miss two days of activity. Uh, this helps to keep me on track so I don't go completely off the rails and have balance. Give yourself grace, but also hold yourself accountable. And just want to say that one more time. When it comes to our fitness journey and we, when it comes to setbacks, give yourself grace, give yourself mercy, but also hold yourself accountable. Yes, exactly. And so, Kara, I believe in this song lyric that says this is the most wonderful time of the year. But this can also be a busy and even even stressful time. With that being said, how can we stay focused and how can we still prioritize our health during this time of the year? Yeah, uh, I think that's a great question because I have struggled with that myself. And I think the most realistic way is just to start now. Start now before the shopping list and to-do list take over and dictate your day. Make exercise and eating healthy a priority right now because we are human. And we know from experience that real life just takes over during the holidays. There are small things we can do to, to bounce back from those busy times. You know, when we do need to go shopping and there's a lot of shopping during the season, we can park in the back of the parking lot to get, you know, our steps in. Yes. Um, you know, the weather's starting to cool down, especially here in Texas, and we can take advantage of that. You know, go for a walk with a friend, a neighbor. You know, not only is that beneficial physically, but also mentally. And, I mean, I don't have to tell you, the holidays are stressful. So venting to a friend about that when you're strolling around the park, it can really do wonders. 
Um, but I think the best thing to do is to put your trip to the gym number one on your to-do list, you know, before the cooking and the shopping. Because personally, if I have things to do before working out, it just won't get done. I will get tired. I will get distracted. I will get busy. I'll get hungry and then I'll get too full. And then I just, it, it just won't happen. So making it a priority before the shopping is, is crucial. I like that. Um, my mom, I learned this from her. She says, you always have time for what you do first. So if you have a million things on your to-do list, you always have time for what you do first. And so um, I highlight another quote from your book that says, quote unquote, realize that everything that we do with our bodies has a consequence, whether positive or negative. And so, Kara, with that in mind, Very broadly speaking here, what should we do more of as it relates to our fitness journey? Yeah, you know, I like to use the story of someone spray painting the side of a church building. You know, we can all just picture driving up to church on Sunday morning and witnessing that. You know, we would be seriously offended. We would be all up in arms and probably call the cops. You know, there'd be groups of volunteers lining up to clean the building and paint it over and And we just have to remember that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. So when it comes to that, it's we can be the ones that are holding that can of spray paint and not even realizing it. You know, that can you're holding could be negative, self-deprecating thoughts, addictions or bad habits. You know, and the consequences of a life holding that can can have some serious impacts on your health. You know, AKA it's the beauty of, of our temple. But when we learn to put those cans of spray paint down, we can focus on restoring the temple to its original beauty. You know, we can trade negative thoughts for positive self-loving ones. Um, and then just watch as we are propelled into new exciting experiences that we just didn't think were possible before. So we can work on minimizing those bad habits and start exercising or eating those healthy foods. It's it seriously is just like cleaning up and painting over the graffiti on those churches walls. So rich, so practical. And on the opposite side on the same coin, what should we do less of? Oh, I think it all starts in the mind. You know, those like I mentioned before, those negative thoughts, they'll they'll hold us back. And they hold us back from thinking we're worthy, thinking we're enough, and thinking that God can't use us. And it is just so not true. So if it if we just focus on those thoughts, and I tell my clients that all the time, be your own motivator. You know, you can do it. You are worthy. So the number one thing I say do less of is thinking negative about yourself. We are called to love others as we love ourselves. And we sometimes forget to do that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that from the mental perspective because half the battle of your fitness journey is actually mental as I'm learning. Because they got to a point where, I mean, they've almost said, it's like, man, you're not, you're not going to lose weight, um, you know, give up and this and that. And I started just feeding myself with the scriptures even more. Like, all right, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I was like, hold on, I got the Holy Spirit. As a, as a born-again believer, I got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. So, of course, I can do these things. And those times where, you know, I want to press a snooze button or 
eat instead of working out. I just had to press past that. So, um, from the, from the spiritual and the mental side of your fitness journey, this one encourage you to get in God's word and just have a positive mindset. And speaking of God's word, uh, care in every episode, my goal is really, I want to point people to Christ, whether we're talking about money, whether we're talking about fitness or we're talking about insert, whatever we're talking about. Uh, so with that being said, what's one encouraging scripture that has helped you on your fitness journey? Yeah, so I mentioned it before. It's the Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. And I'll, I can read it now. It said, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin new each morning. And I, like as I encouraged y'all earlier to do, is it's try to emulate that. And there were times in, when I was starting to dedicate my health to God where I would mess up and I would be so mean to myself. And and then I realized I need I'm doing this to be more like Jesus. Right. And Jesus has mercy on me. So I need to do that as well. So and there are times where I wake up and I'm like, "All right, you really did not do well yesterday, but we can turn that around. You know, we can do better today." And then there's times where it's like moment by moment like, "All right, Kara, you got this. You're good." You know, so it doesn't have to be day by day. Sometimes it's hour by hour, minute to minute. But if God can have mercy on me, I can do so for myself. And it takes the pressure off of off of this journey because so many times, as you mentioned before, like I'm not losing weight, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop. It's it's a life change being healthy. Right. It's a journey. It's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So when you don't see results in three weeks to a month, you keep going and you keep having mercy and grace and you just push past it. Amen and amen. <laughs> and now we're going to go into our rapid fire questions. We're bringing that back for this episode where Kara is going to answer these questions in 30 seconds or less. Kara, are you ready? <laughs> ready or not. <laughs> All right. Number one, what is your go-to favorite healthy snack? Oh, Goodness gracious, healthy snack. Uh, I'm trying not to snack very often. Um, apples and peanut butter. Apples and peanut butter. Okay. There you have it. Your favorite or one of your favorite exercises. Pilates. <laughs> I got into Pilates because you can lay down while doing it. <laughs> I might have to try that. I know. What is the best fitness advice you ever received? Um, Fitness advice I ever received. Don't stop until you're proud. Mm. Now, what's the worst fitness advice you ever received? Don't stop until you're proud. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it can take a lot to, to you know, to, to push past and, oh gosh, to, to not, not stop until I'm proud takes a lot of work. <laughs> I know, because we always think we can be better and better. So I like the nuance of that question where the, the answer was the same to both. So don't <laughs> stop till you're proud. Take it or leave it. It takes balance. Yes. And then broadly speaking, and you spoke to this already, but your parting shots here, how can we go from surviving to thriving as relates to our physical fitness? Yeah. So in relation to health and fitness, I'd say thriving really just boils down to self-discipline and self-control. You know, a lot of people probably haven't sat down to think about the difference between the two and why we need both. But in Galatians, we learned that we're just in constant battle. Our flesh craves the exact opposite of what the spirit wants. 
which is really unfair if you ask me, but thankfully we have help. You know, in Second Timothy, we learn that when we become believers and the Holy Spirit moves in, he gives us some gifts. And one of those is self-discipline. You know, every believer has it and we can use it to put into action those things that the Spirit desires. So um, self-control is a little different in the way that we have to dig a bit deeper for it and use it to control our fleshly, sometimes sinful urges. Um, We should really control when we want to act gluttonous or be lazy with sloth. So um, in my opinion, I truly think just to thrive in your health and fitness journey, you need to use that self-control to to fight those unhealthy cravings or to stop binge watching those docu-series on Netflix. But then you also have to go and use that gift, that self-discipline to put into action those things we know we should do, that gut feeling from the Holy Spirit. You know, on a healthy fitness journey, it can look like exercising diligently, taking time and planning those healthy meals and snacks and different things of that nature. I wholeheartedly agree. And I just want to double down on that and reemphasize those two things that self-discipline and self-control is absolutely essential to a fitness journey. So mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head oh. with that one. <laughs> and so Kara, thank you so much for joining the show today and adding such value to my dear audience. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And thank you so much for tuning in to my dear listener. If you like what you heard today, be sure to share this episode with a friend. Also, be sure to check the show notes for Kara's link so you can connect with her, purchase the book, and learn more about her fitness programs. So, Kara, before you go, could you say a prayer for my dear listener? I would love to. Dear God, just thank you for this moment. Thank you for your divine intervention to bring us together in this wonderful way, a podcast, dear God, that you are bringing your word through the speaker right now to to your loved one. Dear God, I pray that you be with him or her during this time, this journey. Dear God, I pray that you are in the forefront of their thoughts and their actions. Give them strength. Give them self-discipline. Help them with their self-control. Dear God, give them the tools they need to have a body of worship. Help them realize that they are a temple and a tool for you to use for your glory, for your kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Amen and amen again. Well, happy holidays to you. Go enjoy your day.